As the saying goes, we all need to find our why. How do you get back on track after slipping up? And let's talk holidays, because it's getting about that time. And now, coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee. This is The Drop Set. With your host, Darren Starr. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. I am Darren Starr and I'm a full-time online prep coach and have been since 2012. You can check me out at 5starphysique.com and read about my coaching programs, check out workout programs that I have available, read articles, and most importantly, you can click on the podcast button at the top or go straight to thedropset.com to vote on the most recent poll question posted at the top of the page. It is really kind of hard to believe that I've been doing this since December of 2016, but here we are. We're over 200 episodes in, and we're still kicking. It's crazy stuff. Now, this show thrives on and exists only because of you, the listener. So I thank you for being here and also encourage you to contribute your questions and discussion topics. You can email me at darren at fivestarfitness.com or more easily, click on contact from fivestarphysique.com and submit your question in the form. You can also find me on social media at Darren underscore star on Instagram is probably the best way to go there. Please also give a rating, like, thumbs up, review, or whatever is appropriate for whatever platform you're listening to this on. And please share the episodes you like and tag me in your posts. I appreciate it tremendously, and it helps us here reach a bigger audience, which makes it more likely that I can nab higher-profile guests for future interviews. So, with that being said, let's get on with it. Yes, 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 let's get on with it, shall we? Enough of the crap. Whatever. Um, Welcome, episode 207. I'm Darren. How you doing? Um, So, let's see. There's a bit going on here. We've got a few topics to discuss today. Uh, I am hungry, as usual, so this might be like, uh, oh, man. You know, there was a, a play that my wife did sometime back, and it was a musical. She directed. She kind of conceptualized it. She directed it. She was in it as well. She had this uh, music director for it, a pianist, and uh, he was a little bit of an eccentric character, and there was an intermission and sometimes like one of the props that they used on stage, it was wine. And instead of having stage wine, they had real wine. And so sometimes he would just get sloshed and he's playing the piano. He was so good. It didn't really matter. Um, but sometimes he'd drink enough wine that like he really had to pee. And so at some point, like during one of the performances, the last song before intermission, he decided just right there that he was going to bump up the tempo to as fast as he could play it. So he could get off stage and get to the bathroom ASAP for intermission. And so they ended up doing it like, you know, 50 beats per minute faster. It was like nobody could keep up with them. It was apparently just an epic shit show. Anyway, might be kind of like that with me and hunger here. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. We will see how it goes. Uh, next week, I'm on vacation. So um, there may or may not be an episode next week. I might actually have the opportunity to record uh, something later this week, and I will delay posting it and get that all scheduled to drop on Monday or Tuesday next week if it happens. No promises. I don't know. I'm kind of relying on somebody else's schedule here, so we will see how it goes. Um, 
but yeah, vacation. I'm kind of looking forward to that. So I've been grinding pretty hard. I'm ready for a little bit of a break. It's been, what, 80 minutes of cardio a day, um, split 45 a.m., 35 p.m. every day, seven days a week. Been doing high-volume training workouts. Are, I think my shortest one's about an hour and a half right now. Leg day yesterday was right about two hours. Um, just I feel brutalized. So if I can make it through a handful more days. Today's a rest day. Thank God for that. If I can make it through um, through Saturday and then Sunday. What time is our flight on Sunday? i got to make sure I don't have uh, – I've got a valid excuse to not try and squeeze in a workout on Sunday. When is it? It is – Oh, 7.30 a.m. Yeah, no, I can't work out on Sunday. Great. All right, so if I can get through Saturday, which means tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, I should probably take Friday off as scheduled and then lift on Saturday. Maybe, depending on how things go, maybe I might move a day. I don't know. Five days in a row is pretty brutal at this point. So I'll be ready for a break. Be ready for a break for sure. Um, The plan is uh, we're flying to Boston. We're going to hang around just outside of Boston for a couple of days. Go to Salem, Massachusetts, which, uh, let me try that again, Salem, Massachusetts, which uh, my wife really wants to see leading into Halloween. Apparently, it's pretty crazy up there. And then we're going to head up further north to just outside of Portland for a few nights. So, should be good times. Should be good times. Looking forward to it. Never been up in that area. Looking forward to getting some good food, having some good drink. Um, I've been so on plan for a while now that, uh, I mean, this last Oregon trip um, from previous weekend, kind of accepting. I was about 80-20 there. Um, When I'm on this trip, it will be 0-100. Um, I'll be 0% on plan, 100% off plan. I will not look for or be interested in going anywhere near a gym. I will not be doing any cardio. Um, I'll be eating whatever the hell I want, um, but I will not be binging my way through it. So you got to be reasonable reasonable about it. And if I binged for seven days, I'm going to regret that and come back feeling miserable. And you know, I got to pace myself. It's a long trip. It's seven days. So um, it'll be fun. Be fun. Be fun. So, um, and I will come back and give you a full report on how it felt and uh, how I did with it. So you can, you can grade me and we can grade on a curve. I'm totally fine with that. Totally fine with that. It's only fair, only fair. So I had a few topics that I wanted to cover here today in advance of the, the, um, episode I'm hoping to record later this week is an interview. So, um, if anybody hears this in time and has, um, any questions that they would like me to ask of, uh, Wendy Levra, who is an NPC, women's physique slash women's bodybuilding competitor. Um, you can look her up, uh, online. Her Instagram is, um, at fit Wendy. And one thing I will ask her is if that's supposed to be like fit with or fit wit, like a nitwit. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if she's self deprecating or not, but we're going to find out. So fit wit Wendy, um, uh, you can check her out, and if you have any questions that you'd like me to uh, pose to her, let me know. That episode may be as uh, early as tomorrow. It could be as late as Friday or after I get back. Like I said, it hasn't been officially scheduled. Um, her schedule is a little up in the air, but we will do it. So let me know if you have any questions. So what do I want to talk about today? You know, it was funny. Um, I was getting ready to record this episode. Long like, man, as always, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I got some old uh, uh, comments from people. I can dig through those. Okay, cool. Um, but then. Um, like two of the last three client check-ins that I did prior to recording this came up with good topics. They weren't necessarily questions that were posed directly, but there were things that I was able to glean from those. I'm like, these are some good things to talk about. And then we have to revisit the holiday beast as well and how to handle that. So the first one comes from Frankie, who you'll remember a few episodes back interviewed me. That was in what? 203 episode 203. Frankie interviewed me. So, um, she, uh, uh, 
was recounting the the story of her week and eventually kind of refocusing and getting back on track with like, okay, hold on. This is what's motivating me right now. So, and we've talked about motivation here before about how it is a fickle beast and you can't really rely on it, but you got to have something there like day to day. You can't rely on it, but if you don't have something big picture that motivates you, I mean, why are you doing this? Right. I mean, you got to have something and it could be something as vague as I want to look the best I possibly can. No holds barred. Go. Um, That's totally valid. It could be I want a pro card. It could be I just want to get up on stage and look like I belong up there so that I have some photos that show that I did that. It could be getting ready for a photo shoot. It could be trying to get off your blood pressure meds. It could be trying to regain some mobility. It could be I want to squat three bills, whatever. I mean, it. I don't care. What is it? What motivates you? And that's the important thing. And this is probably going to end up being a fairly short little topic, but you've got to have your why. And if you don't have that, and if you don't have it clearly defined in your head, now's your chance. Define it clearly in your head and think about what it is. And it's probably not going to change what you do on a day-to-day basis, but it's going to help you retain that focus for when you start to slip a little bit or you feel like you're about to slip. If you recenter on that why and you think about, okay, hold on, how is this decision that I'm about to make here going to help me move towards that why? And I just want to be clear, like, let's talk about, you know, if it's like a dietary slip up or something like that, it might be like, you know, me, let's say I didn't have, um, I didn't have this vacation coming up and I've been grinding away all this cardio. I'm feeling kind of flat. I'm depleted. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm all these things. Um, you know, and I'm like, man, I really want, you know what? I I just want to eat like 10 Oreos. God, that would just make my day. Oh my God. So is that going to help me? And the, the obvious answer is, well, no, it's not really, but you know what? You might want to dig in on that a little bit more and say, you know, maybe it will a little bit because what you don't want to do in a situation like this is get to the point where you're just hyper fixated on food all the time. I've been there. I've been there. I spent a lot of my life in that mode and it sucks. And sometimes if you just install some kind of a release valve in your diet, like, hey, I'm going to chill out here for 20 minutes and just just eat eat some fucking Oreos because I want to great. Guess what? That might be all it takes. And they're like, Hey, you know what? I'm good for the next week or so. I can go back to following my diet. I can be less food fixated. This is good. So, um, so it's not always like knowing your why is going to always help you make what seems to be the obvious right decision. Because sometimes, you know, the, the less obvious decision might be correct in that given time. I also feel like there's a huge potential for that kind of thinking to justify some really poor decision-making that doesn't need to be made. So at all times, you've got to be honest with yourself. And I have this conversation with clients a lot where they're like, yeah, so I did this, but I just let myself get away with it. And I will say like, Hey, that's good. But you know, did you need to? And I'm not saying you didn't. I just want to just push pause for a second here and just have you really think about that. And one thing I'll often say to a client is, I want you to answer this question, but I want you to just shut up and think about it for two minutes before you answer it. Like, I don't want your off the cuff answer. I want you to really like ponder it and think about it and dwell on it for a minute. Um, Because a reflexive answer isn't what I'm interested in. Like the reflexive answer is what leads to the reflexive behavior. And I always want everybody to think about things a little bit more. Like think about a decision before you make it, 
Unless it's an easy and obvious one like, huh, should I eat my next meal that's on plan? Yes. Uh, should I go do my workout that's scheduled? Yes. Uh, should I wake up on time to do fasted cardio? Yes. Those are easy answers. But if you're, if you're contemplating like, I think I might make a decision that's going to take me off plan, push pause and think about it. And a lot of times people kind of push themselves over a cliff early where really they're not stopping to think like, uh, should I do this? They've already made up their mind they're going to do it. Now they're going to spend some time justifying it or even worse, um, start regretting it before they've even done it. That's bad. That's going to tie in with the next topic. Um, so the, it's a good exercise in being as brutally honest with yourself as you possibly can. And if you can't be honest with yourself as you go through bodybuilding, it's hard to be successful. You can have a lot of other issues. Um, but if you can't be honest and transparent with yourself, that's one that is very, very difficult to overcome. It is also a skill that you can learn over time. I did not used to be good at that at all. I would say that was honestly a weakness of mine. I would lie to myself a lot and, and kid myself into thinking like, oh yeah, I totally need this third cheat meal this week. Or I would stop to think like I just mentioned about, oh, maybe I'm going to decide, huh, should I take this cheat meal now or not? Mm, I don't know. When really I've already made up my mind, I'm just not acknowledging to myself that I've already made up my mind, right? So over time, you get better at that as long as you recognize the potential for an issue there. And then you give yourself the opportunity to stop and think about it. So, um, but understanding why you're doing this at all, you always want to zoom out and think about like, okay, well, let's take me as an example here. What is my goal? And I mean, you know, just stopping to ask that, I'm like, wow, Darren, you're a fucking hypocrite. Do you even know what your goal is? I mean, I think I do, but it's kind of ambiguous. That's okay. It, it can be a little ambiguous. You know, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not going to go out and say, well, my goal is to be an IFBB pro because if I'm being realistic... I, I don't think that that is realistic. I, I don't. Um, I don't think I have the size or the genetics for, you know, I have a good structure. I have a difficult time keeping myself together throughout a diet to get as lean as I need to, to be competitive at, uh, I mean, even at a local level right now. Uh, I mean, you know, I felt pretty good about my conditioning leading into that show. And then I get up on stage and I'm like, Oh no, I'm way outclassed. Not even close, not even close. And that's just a mental toughness thing. And it was also an issue of getting too damn fat in the off season and having to drop 45 pounds to still not be at a competitive level of conditioning. So this is my chance to kind of dial that back and say, okay, hold on. Let's, let's get a little bit leaner now to start. And then let's turn out of this phase with a gentle rebound so that I can start putting on some quality size and not just worry about chasing a big scale number because that is going to get me in trouble and that's going to make it impossible for me to get as lean as I need to be the next time around. So it's all about keeping yourself together during those phases. Now, th those are my issues. They, those may not be your issues. You know, I've seen plenty of people who can drop 45 pounds through prep and come in as lean as they need to and be fine with it. And then maybe it turns into a shit show after that. But if that's okay, if they're okay with that, I I'm less okay with that. I, I want to be a little bit more even keeled at this stage. And I think that just comes from maturity and not being 25 or 30 anymore. And, you know, just wanting to put my body through a little bit less. Everything that we do here with bodybuilding is already hard on your body. Anyway, I don't want to have those giant weight swings if I can help it. It's not comfortable. And what I've found also in doing it is it's not productive. Um, you know, I made some improvements, but not much not much in the, in the, the last handful of months, not enough to justify the weight that I put on that I'm not having to take off. So anyway, what is, what is my, why I don't think, I don't think I have it in my, in my makeup 
to be a pro just because to do so, you know, I'm going up against a really high level of competition in classic physique. There's some really, really good dudes out there, and I feel like I've got pretty decent structure. I don't feel like my size is there. I don't feel like my conditioning is there, and uh, my posing and presentation, like, I can learn it, but man, to say that that stuff does not come naturally to me is an understatement. Like, it's very difficult. Like, you know, I'm the guy who has a hard time smiling for a photo. It's like the most awkward thing in the world. It's just, it's bad. It's so bad. So usually I don't. And so the problem is then you get up on stage like that and you just have serial killer face the whole time you're up there, which, you know, I mean, if there's a phase where, if there's a a class where you can get away with that in, it's probably bodybuilding. I think in classic physique, they want to see a little bit more of like a friendly personality up on stage. And in men's physique, you've really got to be a charmer. Realistically, they don't want to see anybody grunting and making constipation faces in men's physique. It's not going to fly. And I'm I'm certainly not a men's physique kind of guy. I probably should be in terms of my build and aesthetic, but I have no desire to be in that in that category. So. So what is my goal if it's not to be a pro? Well, you know, I'm I'm hanging it out there like, well, I would like to be in a realm where I could be competitive in that conversation. Like where if somebody were to say like, oh, there's Darren, his goal is to be a pro. They don't just fucking laugh. Right. And, and so if I could, if I could pass off for that, I'm like, eh, all right, I can hang with that. That's good. That's kind of the goal. The, the goal more generally is just to improve, to keep putting in the work and really to be a good example for my clients and to do some good things and make some mistakes so that I continue to build upon my repository of experience that I can share with them and impart to them. That's really what it comes down to. That's my goal. So if I think about it like that, I can always think about, you know, how does every decision that I make help towards that goal? And well, every good decision that I make, if it's one that I had to consciously sit down and kind of talk my way into, you know, that's experience that I can share with a client. So that's useful in that way, kind of like fighting my own battles to help other people fight theirs. Um, but also the more I stay on plan, you know, I, I know the, like the big picture vision that I have for where I need to be in the short term and the long term um, is focused on staying, you know, a little bit tighter than I have in the past, um, keeping up with a regular cardio schedule, which I have never done in the off season before. Um, not what I'm doing right now, 80 minutes a day, seven days a week. I could take a pass on that real quick, but maintaining some on a regular basis for sure. Um, and, uh, kind of being able to, to see what I'm doing week to week and how things are improving. And when you get really, really heavy and over what I'd say is like an ideal or close to ideal weight, it becomes a lot harder to see that. And so I don't want to lose sight of that. I don't want the the physique to get so blurry that I have to like squint and look at me through like seven different filters. I'm like, okay, I guess there's a little muscle there. I want to stay a little bit tighter uh, and that's going to help. Um, it does require me to be a little bit more diligent on the diet, which I think I'm in a place now where I can do that pretty much all the time next week being the exception there, but you've got to allow yourself those little exceptions. And if I'm on point for 50 weeks out of the year and two weeks out of the year, I'm taking a vacation, two separate trips and I'm a little off. I mean, that's a drop in the bucket. You know, statistically that's not significant. So, um, as long as I'm not actively trying to binge eat and, you know, eat my way through new England, then I'm going to be okay. So, but you got to think about your why. 
and what focuses you and be able to clearly define it. And if you can't clearly define it right now, that's okay. As you notice, like I even struggle with that right now. Like I, I always know what my goal is, but I'm like, well, if I'm asked to really articulate it here, how would I do that? And so ask yourself to articulate it like right now, pause this before you move on to the next segment and, and just say to yourself, what is my long-term goal? What motivates me? What is the thing that gets me up in the morning, gets me heading towards fasted cardio, hauls my ass to the gym, makes me stay on plan with my diet? What's actually doing that? Um, and a lot of times it might be, well, discipline is doing that. Okay, great. But where does that discipline come from? Discipline to do what? What is the long-term vision? That's the important thing. Now, dovetailing with that, our next topic here, and this, this was a direct question that was posed from Grace, who's helped me out with, with several podcast topics recently. Thank you, Grace. Appreciate it. Um, so she had a little slip up this last weekend. I don't think I'm telling tales out of school if I say that. I won't elaborate. It wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. But um, you would not think that. If you if you read her check-in notes, um, like I, I read her notes, I'm like, oh man, this sounds bad. And then I pulled up her tracking sheet that has her macros listed. I'm like, okay, this is this is barely even worth talking about. This is great, but it's a good it's a good conversation topic. So what she said is, how do you handle the mental or emotional side of getting back on track after going off plan? Um, and what what I told her in my uh, in my check in was you know multifaceted of course it always is there's never an easy answer like oh just do this there you go um, the first thing is well don't presuppose that you have to go off plan that's the first part <laughs> like uh, oftentimes people will ask me a question like hey if I if I go over or under on one of my macros do you want me to make it up on the other one I'm like why don't you just hit them all to begin with and then we don't have to worry about the what if scenarios here um, that's always the first answer and then there's a second answer that usually follows that as well that's answering the direct question but I would also say don't just assume that you have to go off plan like you know, if you just stay on everything's a little bit easier right so that being said um, how do you handle the mental or emotional side of it and uh, one thing I told Grace is the the uh, example that I keep going back to of the quarterback in a football game who throws an interception. It's like, oh man, I read the defense wrong there. I just uh, that was stupid. I threw it right to him. He was right there. I saw he was standing right there. I saw that my guy didn't make the cut. I threw it anyway, and it was like stupid, stupid, stupid mistake. And then he has to go onto the bench, onto the sideline, and sit and think about it until uh, until uh, until his team gets the ball back. So he goes and he sits, he's like, oh, God. and then all of a sudden the whistle blows. He's barely got his ass on the bench. Whistle blows. First play, his defense is forced to fumble. He's got to get back on the field. He's still thinking about the last pass he threw, and now he's back on the field. He's in his own head at that point. So a good quarterback there is going to have a terrible short-term memory. And that's what we need to do also. If we have any issues on our plan, you need to forget about it. Move on, flush it down the toilet of your brain and move on there. It, it, that is a skill that has to be learned. Like most things, you know, a lot of people think that you're just born with all these natural talents to like, you know, always do all this stuff correctly. No, no. With everything in life, you've got to be bad at it. Maybe even terrible at it before you're good at it. You've got to suck before you're good. It's like anything that has to be practiced. You know, I pick up my guitar. I fucking suck at it, right? I am terrible at it. I'm not as bad as I was six months ago. 
still pretty bad, but I'm not as bad as I was six months ago. Six months from now, I'll be saying the same thing. I'm still not very good, but man, look back a year. Whew, I've really come away. You practice it. It's a skill. The problem is with all everything related to bodybuilding, we don't see it as being a skill. We see it as being something that some people could do and other people can't do. Well, yeah, those people can do it because they practiced it. They couldn't always. They probably sucked at it to start too. And just like there's some jackass down the street, some 13-year-old kid who picks up a guitar and within a week he sounds like Steve Vai, there's people who go to a gym as bodybuilders and they just blow the fuck up and in four months they look like they've been training for 10 years. Those people are exceptions, okay? We're going to forget about them. The 13-year-old guitarist and the bodybuilder who blows up in four months. We're going to forget about those people because they're statistical anomalies that we can't base any of our self-evaluation on. I mean, really, you shouldn't uh, base any of your self-evaluation on anybody else, but certainly not freaks like that. So they're all skills that have to be learned. Everything. So, I mean, the way that you train, there's hundreds of skills that have to be learned. I would say that every exercise is a skill that you have to get better at each time you, you execute it. Following a diet is a skill. Having the discipline to do that, you know, being able to be efficient with your meal prep is a skill. Um, putting together all of the soft components of bodybuilding, sleep, recovery, hydration, self-care, the mental discipline, etc. you know, um, all of those things are all skills. You know, no, nobody, except for our exceptions, and even them, really, nobody's born with it. You've you got to learn that stuff, and you've got to be bad at it. You know, you've got to spend 13 hours doing your first meal prep before you realize, like, oh, shit, I could do this in 20 minutes if I break it up into two sessions throughout the week. Eh, yeah. So you, you suck at it. You waste a lot of time. You spin your wheels for a little bit. You get a good coach, hint, hint, who can help you do that stuff as well and help shave off some of that learning curve time. And also talk you through it and realize you don't have to beat yourself up over this because you're not supposed to be good at it when you first start. Just like, you know, you're not supposed to, you know, to, to Grace's issue here, you're not necessarily expected to stay on plan all the time. I mean, that'd be great, but it's not practical for most people um, when you're first starting out. You get to a point where if you're competing at a pro level, yeah, it is expected that you stay on plan all the time. Because guess what? All your competition is. So, you know, don't, don't leave anything on the table for them to just have an easy W. Um, but also like the recovery from something like that, you got to learn. So what I told Grace is you have to perform a little bit of a postmortem after any kind of slip up, anything that takes you off plan and think about what led to that. Um, you know, what caused it? Uh, you know, was it an event that you didn't plan well for? Was it just a flat out bad decision? Was it, oh, I ran out of this. And so I had, instead of X, I had Y, um, you know, was it, I skipped the workout because I didn't feel like going, I got too busy for something. And then like I talked about in the first segment, you've got to be super, super transparent and honest with yourself and say like, okay, is that reason legit? Is that valid? Are you being honest with yourself there? Are you kind of feeding yourself a line of bullshit? And if so, recognize that and then start over. Okay, no, what's the real reason here? What, what led me off plan? And to be clear, I'm not looking for some kind of a fault. I'm not looking for you to have an aha or a gotcha moment with yourself or anything like that, where you can say, that's why I suck. Okay, I knew it. I can't do this. It's like, no. What we're looking to do is just clearly identify the thing that we have to troubleshoot if, in fact, there is something that we have to troubleshoot. And sometimes it's just one of those like, you know what? I read the defense wrong. I threw a bad pick. I knew before I let go of the ball that uh, I should hold on to it. I should just do a pump fake and then turn and go on to my next read. And you know what? My brain just didn't get the signal and it threw the ball anyway. 
Uh, it's a mistake. You don't want that to happen, but it's like, okay, you know what? It, uh, that probably won't happen next time. So learn from it and then move on and then let it go. You'll flush it down the toilet of your brain. That is going to be my new, I want that on a, on a t-shirt now. Flush it down the toilet of your brain. Whenever you make a mistake, that's your objective. So learn what you can from it and then get rid of it. Um, and don't beat yourself up. I mean, to be clear, like Grace's slip up that she had was minor enough that she did way more damage feeling guilty about it than she actually did from from the slip up. It wasn't that big. It was some extra carbs. Her proteins and her fats were fine. And it was one day. Like, who cares? You know, and and also, you know, Grace, I'm really outing you here. Um, She uh, she had a high carb day the day before and she went under her targets on that high carb day. So it's like you know, going over the next day wasn't by all that much. It's like in the net over those two days, she ended up going over her carbs by like 30 grams, something like that. So that is totally not something that's really worth losing any sleep over. That's for damn sure. So um, you've got to have the perspective of understanding the severity of it. Um, and in, in some cases, I'm like, yeah, mm, you probably should beat yourself up because that was some stupid shit that you did right there. Mm, that was a mess. That was five days of crap. It's just like, you know, forgive yourself for your mistakes. Okay, well, I, I hit a guy with my car and then I fled the scene. Okay, well, maybe don't forgive yourself for that, right? I mean, it depends on the severity of your transgression on your diet. Maybe be a little less hasty to forgive yourself. Maybe spend just, you know, 30 seconds beating yourself up just a little bit. Um, but probably not. Probably not. Um, and as always, if you're working with a coach, talk to them, be transparent with them, be honest with them. And if it's something that you're going to carry around for a few days because you just can't let go of it, make sure you let them know sooner rather than later. Because, you know, like for me, I mean, this just happened with Grace over the weekend. So she's letting me know now on check-in day, hey, cool. But if we didn't check in until like Friday or something like that, I would not want her carrying that around with her all weekend. It's like, no, let's have this conversation now and let me walk you through it. And it's not just like, no, you're fine. It's okay. Don't worry about it. It's like, no, look at the numbers. You didn't really do any damage. You're fine. It's good. It's like, let me show you with data how, you know, this isn't really a big deal and break it down. Like statistically, this is essentially, you know, that slip up is basically if you went over on your carbs by about an average of six per day for the week is the net total of how that kind of played out. Give me a break. I mean, and, and when you put it in those kind of terms, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that does help a little bit. I don't feel so bad now. Um, but then also it can lead to the situation where like, oh, so I can do that every week and it doesn't really matter. No, it all matters. It all matters. But you, you, you didn't do yourself any favors, but you didn't do any harm really either. So um, understand the severity of it, analyze it, Think about what went wrong, how it went wrong, what you might do to handle it differently, and then just flush it, move on. Okay, so now we've come to that point, as we do every year, where it's time to literally kind of talk turkey, um, holidays. And I, I will completely not lie to you here. Like, a lot of this talk is self-preservation for me on the business side of things because every year there's a big rash of people who quit around holiday time and they're just thinking like, I had too much to do and the, the thing that I hear more often than not is, you know, if I can't follow this perfectly, I'm just not going to do it. So I'm going to take a break and I'm like, that is just, man, 
I don't want to tell anybody this because, you know, I don't want to tell people that they're stupid, but that kind of thinking is kind of dumb, right? The whole, the whole idea, and you've heard me talk about this here before, like if you can't do something perfectly, don't do it at all. I'm like, great. Congrats on never hitting a goal then. Because if you can only do this when you do it perfectly, you're never going to be able to stick with it long enough to actually get to any kind of, you know, attainable goal state or anything like that. So you, you got to accept that, you know, just, you know, putting one foot in front of the other and checking the boxes for a little bit might be okay. I also find that if you work with a coach, like here's the thing, do you care about kind of keeping it together during the holidays? If not, well, you know what, do your own thing then. That's fine. That's fine. No judgment on that. But most people that I work with and most people that I talk to, the holidays are challenging, but they don't really want to give up during the holidays. Cool. That's when you work with a coach and kind of manage the travel, the events, the additional food and work and have some extra accountability thrown into the mix to help make it work and survive, you know, largely unscathed. This is, you know, I used to work in a facility that would always put on a holiday challenge, like who can drop the most pounds from November 1st to January 1st. The idea being, you know, we're trying to combat the whole, you know, don't really give a fuck with regards to food thing that happens during the holiday months. So, um, which that's all well and good. I don't even care about that. Like, you know, in the world of, of competitions, there aren't a lot of shows around holiday season. I mean, December has traditionally been kind of a dead spot for shows. It, there are more and more that you can find now, um, which that's part of a larger discussion of show oversaturation that we'll get to at some point. That's a good topic to talk about. Um, I had a conversation with a guy in the last week who's a promoter here, actually, who had some insight on that. So he'd be a good guest to have on here now that I think about it. Um, anyway, uh, so there's usually kind of a dead spot. So it's a good time for competitors to be kind of off-season. Specifically, because there aren't shows specifically because, and there, there aren't a lot of shows in January or February, because they know that nobody wants to be in prep through the holidays. So, yeah, it, it, it's okay to not be 100%, but you still kind of want to be mindful of your goals. You know, if you're traveling, like we're, we're thinking about, you know, I, I mentioned our vacation coming up this week. We're thinking about one over Christmas time as well. It's just an easy week for me to get away because we don't have, you know, uh, family locally to go and hang out with here. And it's a week where a lot of people are, are busy with stuff and, and, you know, miss a lot of check-ins during Christmas week anyway. It's kind of, kind of an easy week for me to get out of Dodge so um, and actually have like a, a real honest-to-goodness vacation. So, um, so we might do that. And if we do, then yeah, just like this upcoming week, I'm not going to worry about my diet there. But I'm going to come back and hit it hard and I'm going to check in with my coach as soon as I'm back and, you know, do all the things that I'm supposed to do just with a quick little, hey, pause, time out for, you know, five days here. All right, get back on it. Um, but a lot of, a lot of, it, it comes back to the, the first thing that we talked about in this episode here, which is, you know, what is your why? Why are you doing this? And that conversation still applies during the holidays. You just have to think about it through a different, you know, mathematical lens, so to speak. Like, how does this stretch of, let's call it, you know, six weeks. There's usually about a six week range where, you know, Work holiday parties, family get-togethers, you know, church-related events, whatever, are in full swing. And so what I always encourage people to do is whatever those events are, throw them all on your calendar right now. So that at the start of any given week, you can look ahead and say, here's what I have to contend with for this week. How am I going to plan around this? And to be clear, 
in, in some cases, how you plan around it might just be a little bit of capitulation. Like you might be like, you know what? I'm just going to go to that party and I'm going to get drunk as fuck and I'm going to eat whatever I want. Hey, you know what? I'm not going to encourage that necessarily, but sometimes that can be an okay answer. Sometimes. If that's your answer for every holiday gathering, you probably have a problem. Like you might be an alcoholic at that point. So, okay, maybe not, but still it's, it's a problem. Like if every time you're surrounded by food, you have no self-control, that's, that's something you're going to have to fix. That's something you're going to have to fix. So I think it's, it's good to have a mix like, okay, this is a get together. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what the food situation is. I'm going to eat beforehand. It's only an hour and a half. Cool. I'm going to eat beforehand. Um, I'll find something zero calorie to drink on. I just won't eat anything there. That's fine. Hey, cool, cool crisis averted especially because oh later in that week two days later we've got this um gathering where we're meeting with you know these family members and there's always good food i might make that a cheat meal cool well, if you plan ahead then you know your regular saturday cheat meal why don't we just have that on thursday instead okay cool so you can make some really intelligent judgment calls because people say the holidays when really for a lot of people it's like you know two or three events which you spread that over six weeks that's something every two weeks on average I ain't a big deal. That's a drop in the bucket as far as compliance goes. Even if you completely screw up all of them and go totally off plan, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, three cheat meals over six weeks that, that you can make that work, you know? So, um, I think a lot of people just with the language that you use, it gets kind of blown out of proportion and, um, given a description that isn't accurate again, the holidays, well, Let's be clear. The holidays for most of us is um, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Well, that's, you know, Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas dinner. That's two fucking meals over six weeks. Give me a break. It's not, it's all the other stuff that comes around with it. And so if you, like I said, get all those things put on the calendar and then you can look at it. And as always, what my goal is, is to like, let's make an analytical decision. Let's not just go with our gut reflexive, instinctive reaction, but let's look at the data. Let's assess, let's formulate a plan and come up with a solution. So you put everything on the calendar and then you can kind of see what you're up against. You're like, Oh, this is an event where I've got two things this week. Okay. That, that's one that's going to be difficult to plan around, like just because of, you know, when it is, where it is, the duration of it, et cetera. Like that's going to be really difficult. It's going to be an interesting, like, I don't know what the food situation is. It's a big unknown. It's a four hour event, blah, whatever. And then two days after that, we're going to grandma's and grandma always makes this stuff. It's so good. Oh my God. I can't say no to that. And like, well, you know what? You don't have to, cause you know, grandma might not be around forever. So you should probably eat her stuff. That's fine. That's fine. So, um, and in that kind of situation, it's like, okay, well, what's going on the week before that and the week after? Maybe we push a little harder the week before. We push a little harder the week after to kind of offset and make up for it to some extent. But you plan for that stuff in advance. And as always, you plan and then you execute the plan. The thing that really worries me is if we make a plan and then we don't follow through on it. We do something else. We improv because of some short-term lack of discipline. And again, that's something where discipline is just like, you know, you don't have discipline day in the gym, but it's a muscle you have to train like everything else, a figurative muscle, but it's a muscle nonetheless. You got to work it. You got to, you got to stretch it. You got to challenge it. You've got to succeed. You've got to hit failure with it and break at some points as well. And that's how you get better at it. So if you treat discipline like that as a skill, much like everything else that has to be improved over time, you realize that it's okay to fail as long as you put in an honest effort.
Um, and sometimes failure will hurt a little bit more than it will other times. Like if you're really aiming to, to flex that discipline and you're two weeks out from a show and it fails, that's going to hurt. That's going to leave a mark. That's going to make a difference. So you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. But by the same token, by the time you're two weeks out from a show, my goal is to have that discipline muscle honed enough to where, you know, it's reliable. It's going to contract when you need it to, and it's going to be there for you because you've used it in the past, because you've failed with it in the past, you've succeeded with it in the past, and you know better how to rely on it. So, um, but yeah, the holidays are all about it's all about time management and being analytical and not emotional. Cause a lot of people, I think their, their natural tendency is just to, you know, hear people talking about this and that and the other thing and making commitments for them or seeing the commitments pile up and they just feel overwhelmed. They just throw their hands up and say, fuck it. never mind. I'm, I'm checking out until January. And that's just a giant mistake because you can mentally check out, but guess what? You can't physically check out and everything that you do, you're going to carry with you. And then January 1st is going to roll around. Then you're going to look in the mirror and you're going to say, ah, shit, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Um, and you know, to be clear also, sometimes you might look in the mirror in January and say, ah, shit, that was worth it though. That was fun. Probably not. I don't hear that from a lot of people. <laughs> Most of the people that I hear it from who, who start up in January or who take a break and come back is nothing but regrets. And the first thing I tell them, as we talked about before, is to let go of those regrets. You made those decisions. Deal with it. And this is how we're dealing with it. But don't don't look back. I mean, learn something from it, but don't regret it. But clearly, you know, what, what I want to do here is help everybody else learn from all of the mistakes that I've seen other people make the mistakes that I've made myself in years past as well, for sure. Been plenty of those. Good Lord. The mistake. That's another podcast. The mistakes Darren has made, man, that might be a five hour episode, heavily edited five hours. Oh man. Is it just bodybuilding related mistakes or is it all mistakes? If it's all mistakes, I mean, that could be the next hundred episodes probably. Whew. But when it comes to your holiday planning, <laughs> that's the thing. Make a plan. Like you can't, you can't make a plan. You can't find a solution if you don't know what the problem is. So the first thing is to clearly identify the problem, which is all the stuff that you have to face. So we're here. It's October 4th. Probably a lot of this stuff is still unknown. Be thinking about it. Be ready to start putting things on your calendar. As soon as your spouse or a family member comes up to you or a friend and says, Hey, we've got this get together. So-and-so goes on the calendar. Boom. You got to be able to look at that stuff and then glance ahead for like the next two weeks. What do I have in the next two weeks? Oh, there's three events over the next two weeks. All right, cool. Do I need to step things up? I don't know. If you're working with a coach, talk to your coach. If you're not, just think about like how important it is to really be on it when it's not one of those events and then pick your spots. The other thing is, and you know, my wife says this a lot and I think a lot of people do, but I hear it from her a lot is she'll look at something if we're out at a party. And again, she's not a macro counter or anything like that. That's fine. Um, but she understands the game. She knows how it's played and she will, she will look at something and say, yeah, or she'll take a bite of something and put it back or, or chuck it, not put it back. That would be bad form. <laughs> she'll take a bite of something and chuck it and say, that's not worth my calories. And one thing, one of the things she likes to say is I'm not, gar I'm not a garbage disposal just because I took a bite of something doesn't mean I have to finish it. You know, it can be thrown away. So, um, 
be nice to yourself. You know, don't force food in your system that you don't want. If you do want it, be mindful of it. Be moderate. Um, and I, I think if you do that and you pick your spots, you have things scheduled and you're analytical about it, less emotional, more analytical, as always, that's going to be the better solution with stuff like this. I think you'll find yourself in pretty good shape. So um, we'll talk more about this in the future for sure. So that should pretty well close out 207. I'm going to wrap it up here. Um, I hope to be back next week um, with the uh, interview if we get it scheduled this week it's still still uh, open-ended not sure yet so um, but we will see so um, if that does happen we'll probably get posted next week if it doesn't there won't be an episode next week so turn on your notifications in whatever app you use to listen make sure that you are um, keeping yourself in the loop for new episodes that get get posted um share this episode online tag me shoot over your questions or topics of conversation to me darren at five star fitness.com conversely also darren star at gmail.com works um check out five star physique.com check out the dropset.com as well and in the meantime y'all stay safe out there